love straight out Peace to love Sterlow Hear what they say about playing the game You can't hear it today, I said now Legal Council is brought to you by Rugby Pass, the premier destination for rugby and league fans in Asia. Streaming international test matches, NRL, State of Origin and the Rugby Championship and more to your device wherever you are in Asia. Every match on Rugby Pass is available live and on demand and is carried in HD quality with adaptive streams to match. <coughs> Welcome back to Legal Council. Jack um, coming to us live from... Um, somewhere that has a lot better sound than what we're accustomed to. Um, it's not a van, it's not a toilet, but it's a meeting room and you're wearing a headset um, reminiscent of a Desi Hasler. How's it going, mate? Uh, yeah, not bad. Does Des Hasler wear a headset, does he, over those long golden locks? Yeah, I mean, you've seen Des Hasler, like, take that headset off and slam it down on the table and then pick it up by the microphone yeah. and just, yeah, yeah. just hold yeah, it by I've... the microphone. Yeah, I prefer it when uh, Craig Bellamy gets his assistant that just grabs the microphone part <laughs> into his mouth and jumps onto it. It's brilliant. I mean, do just rugby league coaches just blow up, don't they? It's a it's a horrible sport, but you don't see union coaches blow up, do you? You don't. It's, it's a, a league good thing. point, actually. I mean, I don't know any union coaches. The last one I knew was Bob Dwighter uh, and Bob Dwyer. Alex Alex Woolley, Alex Wiley, um, Alan Jones. Jeez, he was a league coach and coach Australian Rugby Union. Is he the only guy to go back and forth as a coach? I think he is. He was, what, rugby, then Balmain Tigers, and back to rugby again? I think so, yeah. I don't think you'd see that happen much these days. Maybe Andy Farrell could do it. Yeah, so he's coaching union now. and then, But he didn't coach a league, though, did he? Or did he? Was he just no, a league player? And then he no, went no. to play union, and he finished his time as a union player, and then coached England, Rory. Is he the coach of the head English team now? No, I think he might be the backs coach or something, skills or something. Okay, so maybe he, he might come back home soon he and could do. You know, to retire at Wigan. So his son plays for England Rugby Union as well, I think. Oh, that winds me up. Yeah, second generation. Um, but hey, we are not here to talk English Rugby Union, I can tell you that for free. So if you've <laughs> tuned into the show and you've got excited, hang up now because we're not going to mention Rugby Union again for the rest of the um, 45 minutes. Um, now, just when you think that it's all about the Rugby League, a uh, few off-field incidents in the last seven days, to say the least. We want to focus first on the football because we'll get to the other stuff. There's, there's plenty of time to talk about that. Test match debrief. I've heard a lot of um, talking heads this week, dickheads from the Daily Telegraph and, you know, your classic sort of league um, journalists, talk about how lopsided the game was, talk about how disappointing they were that there wasn't a contest. And they kept on mentioning the same thing, that they couldn't believe how easy it was for the kangaroos and, you know, questioning the, um, I guess the Kiwis in, in many ways at how poor they were. Am I the only one, am I on an island to say that I don't think the Kiwis were that bad, but that first 40 minutes was as good as a performance from an Australian side that, you know, you can arguably remember. There was two really bad missed tackles, one from Kevin Proctor who let Pathide down the edge and another one from, um, or it might have actually been Dean Fare, um, and which led to a no-try from Ferguson. But apart from that, you had... A sensational catch from Dugan that made the first try. You had a ball bounce off the upright and lead to a try. You had a 100-metre intercept, which could have been a try at the other end. And then you've sort of leading yourself to 24-0 at half-time. Now, 
that could have been slightly closer and then you know the Kiwis sort of came back at the end so are you in the camp of amazing ruse sublime almost flawless performance or are you in that they were just running through a pretty ordinary Kiwi side I'm in the I'm in the uh, uh, room of audio in the camp of you make your own luck um, it's so true though like if that uh, Ferguson intercept went the other way. How you know the butterfly effect of rugby league games? I agree, we weren't all that bad. I agree. What you haven't probably mentioned there was just Aussie's defence. Incredible, like Matt Gillette and that side. Just like, like who got close? I think it was Malolo mm-hmm. or Mannering. Just I mean they would have scored that any other week, but they were just everywhere. They're desperate for their green and gold jersey. It's um, what and well I think it's a done. The Kiwis. The Kiwis just go in there, and it's take. We've we've lost it because Kearney got rid of that aura. We beat them three times in a row, and we had a bit of uh, uh, we had a bit of a, a bit about us. We beat them that time in um, Brisbane, the first game of the Four Nations. We we're walking around like, oh yeah, this is normally what we do. We've went backwards. There's a couple of reasons why. Meninga has really fired up the Aussies. No doubt about it. And then we've got and our coaching stocks have went backwards. Um, yep. It's a real concern because people do, even because people aren't purists, they don't see actually how good the football is. Yeah. And it's danger because you lose the Mickey Darlings of this world from international football. It's it's a a problem. And the Kiwi blokes need to take a look at themselves. Yeah, I think that what it did do is, look, International Rugby League has got the opportunity to just capture more of the um, public's attention. And... You know, someone like Meninga, ironically, after what he did through State of Origin, is the right guy for the job to sort of, you know, put it on that pedestal and get people behind it. But, you know, the the casual viewer or the lazier viewer, probably the better term, would have seen that game and gone, oh, the kangaroos flogged them and, you know, no contest. But I don't think enough people were just looking at that game and going, this kangaroo side is incredible. And I think what makes them even better is a couple of things. On paper, both sides... You'd say very, very close on paper. At, at the very closest should be a, a marginal Kangaroos victory. And the fact that they won by uh, so I much... Know. I thought they were a little bit better on paper. OK, maybe well, a little like, bit the better. Their centres are a lot better than ours. And their halves are better. Even You can say a lot better. It's On paper, they're still better. And they always will be rehurried. They always will okay, be. They always Even do. the days... like We haven't been as close to them on paper as we ever would be. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, 2005s and stuff. You look on paper. It's probably... There was a, put it this way, we've get. beaten them on time. This is probably the best Kiwi side that you're ever going to see or you've seen in the last 10, 15 years. You just don't get Agreed. this Agreed. amount of players in form in the NRL. So, you know, you've got to look back and say this kangaroo side and you put them 1-17 to 17, and they are not in an all-time great kangaroo side. There's guys in that team. But that's what just, I'm saying. Though. But that's exactly that's, my point as well. Meninga needs to be looked on as if he's some sort of messiah. What he's done to this team, and that they're so drilled, they're so hungry. Um, I mean, yeah, you can go on and on about Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk and Thurston, but it's, it's those guys like you mentioned, Gillett. You know, Tyson Frizzell comes off the bench, and he's not really yeah. a, you know, he's not going to go down as a kangaroo great. He's a pretty good player. 
But you know he's well, no, came off the beach. He's not a legend, and usually <coughs> yeah, you're okay. used to seeing kangaroos having legends in every position. So it just shows how quite phenomenal they they are. And you've got Thurston running around; he's just sitting the table. You know they just do the little things just so well. It's like when you go into a hotel and you t- and you sit down on the shitter and you see the toilet paper sort of folded in that little triangle. You know, on the yeah, top yeah, of the yeah. toilet paper, and you're just going, yeah. just just the little things. They just, just do the little things. Thing. Yeah, but one thing I would like to say about the Kiwis' performance is that we can't beat them at their own game. No. Look, we lost 34-10, wasn't it? 30 to, no, 30 to 10. 30 to 10. Now, almost, but, but, but we, I don't think we're going to see a 50 nil anymore mm. because we're too scared. We're too scared to throw our reggae football around. We try and beat them at their own game. And Good point. Let's, and we might have to just, as Kiwi fans, wear that sometimes we're going to be on the end of a 50 year mm. but we're going to pick up a couple because we need to rock them early with a couple of tries and a bit of reggae we're not going to beat them at like Queensland um, style of you know Brisbane Rugby League football are we? I well mean, I guess the, 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 the most disturbing thing from a Kangaroos was that Anzac test a couple of years ago where every move that they did we saw it happening before they did it and it was like it was embarrassing because they kept on doing those, you know, Queensland backline moves where they would go in behind a couple of second man players and hit the wide man. And usually English would stroll over, but we were, we were intercepting it or we were up in their face before they could even do it. And you know that for us, kind of almost, we almost sort of thought, okay, we can hang with them by playing a normal style of game. Whereas you're right, you know, we've had yeah. some fantastic yeah. wins with players out of position and you know playing reggae football, spinning it on our own line. So maybe you're right. At the World Cup, we're not going to go about our business and beat this team. We are going to have to do something different. One thing I did hear yeah. is about Tal Malolo playing a wider. You know, he, he's making a huge amount of metres up the middle and he made 170, 180 in the, on Friday night. Play him wider. Get him running wider. But where, would, where would we be without those 170, 180? Would be well, even, it's just a matter of him further. playing slightly wider, mate, and, and you know, getting on a little um, Sean Johnson cutout bill. He's he's getting the middle metres up the middle, but then they're still lying on him. It's a slow play of the ball, and, you know, it, it's and just it's not the killer. The sad thing is, it sounds like he's losing faith in uh, Kidwell. He's already calling for Paul Green, you know. The whole media's calling you, for Paul he's Green. He's our star player. Yeah, get Paul Green in there now. Kidwell's not up to it. Move <laughs> yeah, on. Agreed. Yeah, they did it in the last World, uh, two World Cups ago when they got rid of um, Gary Kimball just before the World Cup. Bought in Stephen Kearney with Bennett as an advisor. Job done, World Cup. So you're probably pretty keen to chat about... You've got an incident where... Um, Leading up to the test, Sean Kenny Dow is in the IV nightclub. Um, yep. Rumours are. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah, I've been there on a few occasions. Haven't Where is it? Oh, it's at oh, King's Cross. George Street. Yeah, oh, right in the middle. It's a greasy. It's not. It's not something. What level? Probably, Ground floor, basement. Oh, it's probably about floor. five floors, I think. Okay. Does it have like views? Is it sort of? It's sort just of a, a multi-complex. Um, you know, it's just a posh Holy Grail, really. And hip hop nights. What's that? That have hip hop nights. Uh, I imagine so. Uh, yep. Again, I haven't been there for a long time. And apparently, Kenny Dow, his mate, had a bag, uh, a bag of G Wiz on him, and uh, basically passed it to Kenny Dow. And he's in such bad form that it bounced off his fingertips and hit the ground. And then a cop sort of um, picked it right in front of him. So poor Skidzy, you know, he's he's, not, he's having handling errors on the field and off the field. It's costing him as well. So. 
Um, things Penis fucking fingers. Things have gone from bad to worse for Skidzy, and apparently is an all but done deal with Newcastle, um, which is they coming to, good up there. It's coming into real jeopardy now, now because you know bad press for the game, and then you know you can only say what. Every well, Harry, you know yeah. there was a VFL player yeah. that got done for statutory rape during the week. Hmm. It made the New Zealand papers, but didn't even make the Melbourne papers. That is how protected species they are. Is that so this, that those guys are playing up. Well, look, it's not as though one or two players are playing up. People were doing chiz. It's a society thing. Everyone does chiz. Is it a society thing, though? Yeah, it is. It's a drug, and well, it's if you're between the age of 21, well, let's just go down. If you've been the age of 18 and 50 then there's a better than even chance that you've either tried it or you're, you're be, doing it recreationally. And this isn't a rugby league issue. You're, you're associated issue. with people that do chiz, you think? Yeah. I mean, you know that, yeah, I know that. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, and What look, age do you sort of grow out of it? I think I've grown out of that sort of carry-on. Uh, I've got no comment on that. If you have, if that, okay. I'm not commenting if you've grown out of it or not. But um, those two <laughs> blokes... <laughs> Those two blokes, the biggest thing that I'm pissed off about, I don't care if they go out and do chiz. They've got every right to do that if they do it. You know, what you know, What I laugh in about the comfort is that of their own home. Australia has this all this big cocaine, like, it's, it's actually, I'd say in New Zealand and Australia, Australia's, New Zealand's probably a few years behind, but they're not even doing cocaine. No, it's It's probably, not even, it's just a G-up. So it's actually, it is a bit of a, um elitist substance. You know, it's apparently... Apparently, two fifty to three hundred dollars a bag, which is pretty. Expect New Zealand's four hundred. Apparently, yeah. Well, that's going to put a lot of those players off it. Back to the point, though. Look, I don't have a problem with them doing it, and you know, sports people are held to such a high standard in terms of what they can and can't do. You know, some of my best mates or people that I know are doctors, are the biggest druggies I know. Likewise, lawyers. So. What really got on my goat is hearing Sturlo and Meninga saying, throw the book at them, kick them out of the game. So you're going to kill a guy's career for doing some chiz. Would you kill a lawyer's career or a doctor's career or a tunnel well, engineer's hang on, career? Hang on. A lawyer is a bit different because it's actually illegal. And if a lawyer gets in trouble with the law, don't they lose their status? They can get disbarred. Surely. Yeah, that's disbarred, actually yeah, a good so retort. What about a doctor? A doctor, you probably... Well, to be honest... Well, look, to be honest, I'd I just rather think they get held a to a high operating standard. Operating me on cocaine if, if he was drunk. What's that, sorry? I'd rather a doctor operating on my daughter if he was on cocaine rather than if he was drunk. Agree. Yep, I would 100% agree that. So, so apparently it's a, a certain amount of steadiness. I think that, you know, the concentration levels I've heard you can increase. Um, and, you know, I've been told on good so, authority yeah, well, that there's so a level headedness to it. Stuff. What's that? But it's, again, it's just society's double standards, like rugby leagues and the judiciaries. It is. So go so back to those two. Rugby league is a microcosm of life. What these so two there, guys? So going to be some guys doing chiz. These two guys, what they, what they, you know, doing chiz on the night of a game at five a.m. after you've been flogged. The biggest issue I have: a, they're out on the piss after you know, have a couple of drinks, fine. Back in bed, twelve o'clock. You're up next morning. You're gutted about the loss. You're in the pool doing a recovery session. They were out pissed up. They were out yep. doing chiz in public in free view at 5.30 a.m. off their phone case. That is just a certain level of disrespect for the jersey. Hang on. Where have you heard these details of it? That's just, that's just what we made public through the media. I heard it was... Okay, so I haven't read it as deep, but I heard a guy's come up to them and offered it to them as yeah. they were big Kiwi League stars. Yeah. And they've said yes. Yeah. 
But they were doing it, it's snorting it on their it. iPhones. Just that's that's just a, a nuts and bolts. Yeah, okay, but the cops didn't get involved. This is just pure media based. Well, they saw it on the CCTV, and I don't think there's going to be charged. Um, they charged the guy that supplied it to them. But it's just the attitude of you're at the elite. You're in the. No, top I agree. Of, you can't do that. And that's you half can't. the problem. Why white our New captain. Zealand don't respect their team? Our captain. So. Not white powder New Zealand. White people New Zealand. I support. The ban. You're happy with the ban? Move I'm on. Happy with the ban. You had to. You had to. You had, you, to you, had, you had to put it down, and it's probably going to be better for us in the long run. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure um, the powers that be, the Rape League, sort of thought, and I'm being a bit of a dick about this, but they thought, oh, you know, second row and prop aren't positions we don't have a lot of depth in. Yeah. It was Sean Johnson. <laughs> I don't know if you'd really, or Roger Tuivasa Sheik, I don't think you could really make that call. No. What do you think that? Cocaine is just such a it's such a a word that's worse than what it really is. What do you think drug that if they got caught so if they got caught smoking weed, that'd be fine. What do you think if they got caught doing meow meow or something just just slightly exotic, different, some cactus juice, some hallucinogenics, maybe acid? Biscuit. I think acid you'd be done, wouldn't you? You'd be done, but I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd really like to see them a couple of weeks after they'd come out with a lot more creativity. Almost, they'd come out like Ali Latishi. Well, maybe know. that's what we need to do. We need to take them out into the jungle of South America with a shaman, and yep. you know, just experiment hey, so they can come out and play reggae football like they should. Well, I mean, I've, and that is some of my great memories of rugby league is actually what, being doing... in like the upper, up, no, the upper hut Tigers club rooms, yeah, and just smelling weed coming out of the opposition's the upper hut Tigers club rooms. Thinking, How good is this? UB40 blaring on the stereo. What song? What UB40 song? Uh, I think it was uh, Rat in the Kitchen. <laughs> and then going out and playing football, and these guys' eyes glazed as. Fuck, just playing football. <laughs> just playing rhythmic spiritual football. <laughs> that is league. That this Kiwi like lower uh Hutt Valley League. It's a certain person that can play um play sport under the influence of drugs. Now Basketball's I remember a guy basketball but basketball is a good sport because it's all about rhythm. 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 And my I uh well my brother Bro, once told me, um, and he played in the National Basketball League of New Zealand, he said that seventy percent of the New Zealand League um, basketball league play stoned under the influence. Yeah, Byron Vitoi, I know it. Uh, my uncle, he also played national basketball league, and he is a big uh, big weed man. Big weed man. But yeah, even as early as like when I was going through uni, a good mate of ours who played for the Canterbury Rams, he said that they were all playing on herbals. Wow, and they were that strong would be... for, the, for the for the listeners that aren't sure what herbal, herbals are. They basically had a six-year period in New Zealand when they made them legal. They were called herbal ecstasy pills. And believe me, they should have been outlawed a lot earlier. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. That. Remember you took a, a herbal pill by mistake in your suit jacket to Las Vegas? Mm, you could be right there. Yeah, vague, vague memories. Um, <laughs> but, but, hey, we're not here to dwell on that trip. Um, so, disappointing... We're two now from New Zealand. We've done the right call. Now we just have right to call. get our uh, players into form. And World Cup, anything can happen. But can at happen. the moment, you, but you're probably, after England's performance of the weekend, start to think that they're more of a shock than us. Well, so is the, is the World Cup in just New Zealand and Australia? Or is it, sorry, just Australia? Or is it New Zealand and Australia? Australia, New Zealand, PNG. Our pool, the New Zealand, Scotland. So we play some games at home. Yeah, 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 we played a game in Hamilton, a game in Auckland, and a game in Wellington. And the semi-final is in Auckland. And a quarterfinals in Wellington. 
there's two pools in Australia. Are we on the same, are we on the same page in Australia or are we on the draw? No, we'll be ranked second, so we'll be on a different... Exactly, yeah. So England <coughs> so, at Eden Park. I'll probably see you there, will I? Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I'd like Shit. to be... Uh, hopefully I'll be down that part of the world by that time. Um, and quick discussion on the other internationals. If you didn't watch it, we'll start with the Cook Islands versus Papua New Guinea. What about the fullback for the Kumuls? Uh, what's his name? Statham. Oh, I love his name. Statham. No, Star. Stargram. Stargram. Yeah. Mate, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't see the game. Was he good, was he? <laughs> he was bloody special. Those PNG boys, they're all about six foot, about 98 kgs. From one to they're 30, all about they the same exactly size, the aren't same. They? And they're just <laughs> it's league, though. a certain build, eh? It is awesome. That's the biggest regret I have in my rugby league career, not going in there and having the season over there. Oh, fuck. You'd get eaten. White guys don't no, go from playing PNG. If you call yourself a league, yeah, but that's, imagine that, just telling the yarn and the Facebook pictures of that. Oh, I used to um, work with a, an ex-New Zealand league player. And the yarns he told me about PNG, he reckons he was playing a test match for New Zealand. And 10 minutes before kickoff, they were in the change rooms, just sort of getting ready, about to go out. And these two locals just came and threw like a couple of deadly snakes in there into the changing rooms. <laughs> but I think they're a couple of kids, and everyone just like jumped up on the seats and just were like shitting themselves. And then after the and game, and Wayne Wallace got rid of them. After the game, they were walking like out the back on the way to the, and they had win on the way to the buses. And kids and everyone were just hurling rocks at them, just like not oh, beer cans. They were throwing full rocks at them. That, that, that's, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a more passionate country in the world at rugby league. I mean, well, so I've never been there. It's the a national game. Uh, and there's another country, it's Cook Islands. Actually, that is the, Cook Islands is the national sport as well. Cook Islands? Is Cook Islands a country or is it part of New Zealand? It's under New Zealand guardianship. Yeah, I think we look after the elite. I don't know, who cares? But they're, let's say they are. If, if Wales is a country, Cook Islands is. I am impressed by a guy for Cook Islands. He's playing in the centres, Isan Masters. So that's the ah, name to look out for. We'll play for the Junior Kings yeah, yeah. last year. Yep, yeah, I know he's our masters. Was Jeff Deniella playing for the Cook Islands? <laughs> no, he has done it oh. in the past, though. Okay, because he'd be about 40. Oh, he's not too. Um, then you had Tonga, Fiji. Bloody good game, that one. You watched that? I thought that was that was the pick of the pick of the game for me. I um, was, one thing I was quite disappointed in was the Tongan... I mean, Tui Lola here did nothing to... Um, to sort of change my opinion of him. He was just, he ran probably about 150 metres, but only sort of forward 10. Um, he just doesn't, he's not a half. I, don't, I think he's just not a half. I think he's in the wrong he's position. He's not a half, but he needs to get out of New Zealand. And he, he could turn into a handy first grader in a different in a different NRL team. He's apparently all but done with the Tigers. They were going to release it today, but I think Kearney stepped in and said no. Um, and then... So Tonga basically got through on a Leilani Latu double on the buzzer. That guy I really like is Kikau for um, the second row for Fiji. He plays for Penrith, the big, tall, rangy yep, second row. Yep. He was impressive. Yeah. Um, and Sikamaru couldn't make the trip over. I think he got a suspended the week before in Super League. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's correct. And then Samoa, England. I apologise to the followers out there who may have punted them. Um, I was telling a lot of different people that they should punt them. They just weren't good enough. I England don't... surprised the shit out of me. Um, they played really well. It was just a frustrating game. It was actually, I thought it was a horrible game of football. Um, Samoa just, again, it's a team that just didn't, they just went through the motions. And a team like Samoa can't do that. They have to, you know, Milford, their last play. It's on Milford for me. Um, uh, 
Farmer and Milford, they were hopeless. Yeah. I mean, the game of league, you need him. And, and, and if I was a Queenslander, if you're if you're worried, wanting him to sort of lead you through Origin, I'd be worried big time. Big time. Um, so this week has probably all but sort of sealed the big free agent moves. Four into the dogs, worst kept secret. Gone there for three years. Um, it sort of leaves a couple of players in limbo. Biggest one is Cooper Cronk. We talked about this a few weeks ago. He doesn't really have a club to go to in Sydney now. Uh, he doesn't have St George? They've got Whittap and Ben Hunt. Yes, you're right. Tigers have got Josh Reynolds and Luke. Yeah, Brooks. Uh, Para have got Para have got Mitchell Moses and Corey Norman. Penrith have got Ivan Cleary and Team Mighty Martin or Bryce Cartwright or Moylan or whoever they decide to put at six. Yeah. Manly have uh, got Souths. Manly have got Cherry Evans and Manly is the option. Cherry Evans and, and Blake Green. And they've got and, uh, Dylan Walker. He's when in he's Blake and well, South South. I mean, what do you do? You, you move more, put, maybe you move Corey Walker back to fullback. Have could you put could you put Cronk and Adam Reynolds? in the halves together because Kronk's a six in many ways as well he could play six couldn't he Kronk yeah definitely yeah I mean you just couldn't need him in your team so maybe the Rabbitohs and the Roosters aren't I getting I think them. the Rabbitohs but we're missing what about the Sharks no nah Maloney and then we're missing one Sydney team then Roosters no uh, nah. Pierce no nah. yeah so I think Kronk's retiring or he's going to go to the Rabbitohs or Rara He's got a rara history. Or Newcastle. If you lived in, if you actually, if you lived in the Gap, we've talked about this. We talked last week. You'd, New- you'd fly. You'd fly to Newcastle. You go, hundred percent. Get, get. What do you mean fly? Newcastle. You just drive. Yeah, whatever. Just get it done. Newcastle got a sign. Cooper Cronk. It'd be brilliant. Buy a nice house up in, um, just in the middle there somewhere. Because she works in North Sydney, doesn't she? Around the road from your office. Yep, just down the road. So it, it works. To me, that's a no-brainer. Get on the uh, phone, Nathan Brown. Yeah, you'd sign him to a three-year deal, wouldn't you? Um, you? You give Kronk three years. He's pretty fit. Tell yeah. you what, I saw Kronk on Sturlow last night. He's the most impressive league speaker that we have in the game. Smart yeah. as anything. Great perspective on the game. Um, just a brilliant level-headed bro. Well, I've got a good yarn about Kronk and his uh, love interests. Um, mm-hmm. 2010, Four Nations... Oh, was it Four Nations? Yeah, Four Nations. 2010 was Four Nations pool game. It was mm. pool game in Auckland. Um, who made their debut that year? Josh what Hoffman. I mean, I, no, Josh Hoffman, yeah, Josh Hoffman did. And I watched it at a pub in uh, uh, Melbourne. It was at the Limerick Arms with uh, Symes, uh, Too Good, and oh, a few of the other Melbourne crew. And we started talking to this chick that was there watching it as well, because that used to be the old bar in Melbourne when League was on. And I started yarning to her, and she was a very attractive uh, young female. And it, she was there with her mum, and then it came out that she was Cooper Cronk's girlfriend. And really? she was actually watching Cooper Cronk play. Yeah. And Tuga was trying to shoot her the whole time yeah. uh, without much luck. Um, but yeah, very attractive girl. Um, not much between the ears, I would admit. So I think he's probably just upgraded a little bit with uh, Tara Rushton. Well, yeah. there's a Tara Russian story that on his 300th game, um, you no, were actually I the story well. You were actually there, I believe, and well, yeah, I'll tell the story to our listeners. Well, you we, tell it then. 
we were up um, in the captain's lounge at uh, Tara and Nika Lower Right League Memorial Stadium for the Melbourne vs Canberra semi-final. Um, it was all you could eat and all you could drink, but they'd actually, so it was 300th game, so they'd flown all Cooper's family down from Brisbane, and Ooh. obviously Tara Rushton was there being the, uh, I think they were engaged or whatever. But I was there on a, well, a trip with these brilliant leagues from up New South Wales way and one of them was off his face just trying to get like a sausage roll on their table mm. it was all we could eat anyway we just had to go up the bar and she and she lost it at him goes oh get away that's not yours and so yeah really protecting um, Cooper's family were um, they sausage rolls yeah, or little really savoury pies or what were they they had both <clears throat> they had both but Penny was actually going for the uh, um, uh, I believe his brother you know Ralph, I think Hmm. Do you know him? Pity. No, no. Cook Pity. So, no, Pity's a basketball player yeah. to worry about. So, so with Foreign, I was reading an article today around the major free agents that are still available. And, you know, if you're the Warriors, you've probably got a couple of half options. What would you rather have? Ata Hengano retain and build from within and keep him? You've got Lola here as an option as a, as a half. I made my thoughts clear on him. Timari Martin's been mentioned and so is Trent Hodgkinson. What what direction would you go just quickly for the Warriors half to partner Johnson? Trent would be good. I'd like Trent Hodgkinson there. Okay. Uh, I used to hate him at the Bulldogs because he would never miss a kick. Mm. Um, but you know he's got a decent sized Labrador. I saw on like the Newcastle uh, like magazine, you know, the daily magazine which was sort of about lifestyle in Newcastle. He was on the front page with his and big Labrador. So you'd, you'd bring in Hodgkinson. I think I'd go with Hingana. Yeah, he's got a lot of well there. <laughs> yeah, good point. I think it thought Hingano actually went all right. Um, well, the Tongan game. Tongan game, yeah. But I mean, gee, it's just, it's just confidence, eh? And some of these young kids from New Zealand, they just, they've got all the skills. I mean, even Johnson now, I still don't see him as a, and you slag me off about it, but he's not a pure out and out half. He lacks confidence a wee bit. Oh. Probably because of the tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand. I think whenever he lacks confidence, it's because it's due to his four pack. You know, most halves go well when their four packs going well, and I think you can correlate that to the Warriors forwards. There's a few other big name free agents. Would you have a go at any of these guys? The first guy, I certainly would. A Sofa Solomona, I'd throw the kitchen sink at him. Russell Packer, definitely, he's going to get paid. He'll go somewhere. Yep. I think the Tigers will be mentioned. Nathan Peets, give or take him. And then these two big names, Josh Dugan and Blake Ferguson. I don't think the Roosters are going to be able to Gee, afford Ferguson. Josh Dugan. He was good. I'd prefer Dugan. Dugan. No, I'd I'd love Ferguson. Dugan. I'd Dugan love can't stay Dugan. on the field. Would you? Hmm. Oh, I just love Dugan. You'd take for premiership. Now, Dugan, Dugan cannot stay on the football field. I'd put RTS at 5'8 and Dugan at fullback. No way. Yuck. Hey, that's that's a ticket to our first premiership. Nah, no way. We're going to be the chance winning this year. You know, you love You know how good he is. I loved him when he was the fullback at the the Raiders. I loved him then. I like him as a fullback, but I still don't consider him in the top five or six fullbacks in the game. Oh, you're dreaming, mate. Um, Do the do the Maroons include Slater? I don't think he's as good as Darius Boyd. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they should. They should. He's not good as Darius Boyd. Darius Boyd's almost Darius is player. incredible now. Darius has yeah, gotten yeah, better yeah. every single year since he came into the competition. He's an out-and-out, like, superstar. And he's a low-key yep. superstar. He doesn't get the hype. So, yeah, he's last fast. year... They he had, can do everything. Last year, they had Corey Oates and Dane Gargai on the wings, Justin O'Neill and Inglis in the centres, and Boyd at the back. This year, there'll be no Inglis... Will Chambers has to come in for um, straight in. Would you still keep Justin O'Neill there? 
I mean, just don't. I prefer Dane Gagai than O'Neill. But O'Neill's plays for Australia as well, I think. O'Neill's probably get solid. He is. He's just solid. He's just... Gagai's got a couple more mistakes than Justin, I think. But then, you know, you've got Valentine Holmes. He's the Australian winger. He has to go on a wing. So you bring Slater in, then Holmes isn't going to make it because Boyd's is going to go on a wing and they're not going to drop uh, Corey Oates. Even though Corey Oates hasn't kicked on like I thought he would. No, I'll, I'll he tell hasn't. you that. He, he has not kicked on. He must be injuries. He what, sorry? He must be carrying some niggly injuries. Hmm. Um... Which so, yeah, bit it or bit it slightly the air, you know. I wouldn't pick Slater. I don't think there's a point. He's he's playing well, sure, but you know, don't upset the flow. Keep Darius. Yeah, he's old. He's old. He's 32, 33. Um, I bet you they will pick him though. Um, you you got pretty depressed and you're pretty down about the game after the scandal on Friday. And I've gotten over it because I'm quite happy that we just sort of acted swiftly and gave him some solid bands. But you wanted to talk about rugby league's cult status. What, what do you mean about that? Um, I had some big issues on Saturday. Um, mentally, I had some demons. Um, Coming down <laughs> from a real well, I, night the night before. It was, but it's just... I'm just oh, yeah, I'm, obviously, I'm on a Hong Kong rugby league board and, and I'm big involved in trying to get people to play it. Um, and people just don't want to play league. And then I thought to myself, I love league... And I just do not understand why they wouldn't want to play league. They play union. Why would they want to play league? Are you talking to um, socially, playing it socially? Teenagers, players. Hmm. And then I thought to myself, this is the first step in a cult where you actually think that your religion or whatever is the best Hmm. and no one else knows. Well, I think many people that know you know that you're you're not capable of having a rational discussion about rugby league versus another sport because... No, but hang on, I just did, but I did, I, I thought about it that way. I was like, maybe I'm actually stuck in a cult and this is the first step of realising you're in a cult and you have to get out of it is there's other people around there that don't want to join it. <laughs> no. And so maybe we are in a cult, really, Harry. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe Reunion has been a game. Look, no, I don't think... But, we... but what, 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 how do we know? How do we know that league's better? Uh, look, it's a personal preference. That's all it but is. is. That, but isn't, isn't Scientology a personal preference? Well, I think those poor pricks get forced into things that they don't really know what they're doing. They take advantage of, um, you know, disadvantaged people, I guess, for one of a better well, word. Maybe, maybe we're in too deep now, Harry. We maybe, can't get out. Maybe we are, mate. I mean, here we are sitting in... I'm sitting in the spare room at 8.40pm on a Wednesday night with the lights turned off having a couple of beers talking rugby league to you so many would say that we are in a sort of quite a strange cult but hey but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it up. oh yeah the thing is maybe I have to tone it down because like, your, as soon as someone has your wife given you an ultimatum no it's nothing about that and it's, it's me it's me thinking critically and realising well I don't want to get stuck in a cult and if for some reason league isn't that good I need to work that out you know alright we'll, we'll let you we'll let you deal with that um Hang on. Your own time. You'll when come was the last back. Time you had KFC. What's that? When KFC. Was the last time you had KFC. KFC's a cult, did you say? No, no. When was the last time you had it? I haven't had KFC for far. Actually, it's a New Zealand thing. I go back to New Zealand. I have KFC. Um, really? And I, I'm going to New Zealand on Saturday, and I will have KFC then. And Ooh. I hopefully will watch the Warriors having KFC this coming Saturday. So there you go. Maybe North Island or South Island. North Island. I'm staying in the Auckland area. <laughs> Which I think has the bit of KFC because it's fresher. Just it's, 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 as the one demand, of our mates says, the demand's higher. Let's be honest. In the north, yeah. yeah. We've got a mate that's a big um, takeaway man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows his food. And he reckons the Melbourne Chapel Street KFC is the best in the world. He's right. Purely because of turnover. He's right. So it is the best chicken's in the world. as fresh as hell. I have it there every time I'm there. I'm coming out of some dingy establishment at 2am and I do go to the Chapel Street KFC because it is the best in the world. So I back him up. Do you up ever there. go hot and spicy? Yeah, I try and get the spicy stuff. Wicked wings, you name it, potato and gravy. The bean salad I've never been a big fan of. I used no, to I love those dinner rolls. Either. squeaky. I used to oh, have I a, love the dinner rolls. I had yeah, a mate. Put them into the potato and gravy. I, yeah, I had a mate who um, used to work at KFC, and he had a code. He said, if you order a small thick shake, then it's just you. So he would prepare a bag full of enough food just for one person, and he'd give it to you for $1. Then if you ordered a medium thick shake, it was you and a mate. So he'd give you two bags worth of food, and you'd only pay $2 for it. And if you ordered a large Hate thick me. shake, a large thick shake for two fifty or whatever, it was, it was a full car load. So he'd give you full bags of KFC. And we used to go back and we'd Benta. eat it. And no, no bullshit. And we'd have so much KFC that you'd just basically just throw a couple of bags out at the end. You just you had the Colonel's curse. What? There's a hangover of epic proportions, a food hangover. Um, and just... Where did you eat it, though? Where, at someone's house or in the car? Maybe in the car. You know what you like when you're sort of 18, just driving around. Sometimes I'd get it on the way home. And how, how often do you reckon you went past? How old was that? How often do you reckon you had it from that guy and went through and did, it, did the code work? Between 15 and 20 times. Uh, me, oh, it makes me hungry. I know, I do feel like KFC. Um, rugby league doppelgangers. You wanted to tell me something about rugby league doppelgangers. What do you got for me? Well, well, I was watching the game uh, the other week. Uh, Daniel Safiti plays for Fiji, right? Mm. He looks like young Cassius Clay. I'm telling you. And so then I was thinking, did Jacob what or are Daniel? They're identical twins. Are they? Okay, so Jacob looked like look, Cassius Clay as well. But. Okay. Then I thought to myself, what are the other like doppelgangers we've got? So there's been a few over the years that had <clears throat> a couple I've, I thought of. One is Scott Minto. is an absolute doppelganger for a young Wayne Bennett. In fact, he's actually been talked about as being maybe his love child. And now that we know Wayne Bennett is a bit, he doesn't just play at home, that, that, that could really be the case. Um, there's obviously your doppelganger, which is Jason Nightingale. Jason Nightingale. <laughs> Yeah, the former Kiwi winger. Yep. Um, other ones, if I see... Remember, um, uh, there's two guys. Remember Matt King, who used to play for the Rabbitohs at Storm? He looked a lot like Matt Peterson. Who's, who did you just say? Matt Peterson that played on the wing for Parramatta, and I think he kept in the United States, Tomahawks. Yeah, I know Matt Peterson. So Slideshow Bob. Yeah. yeah, he looked like Matt King. I'm just on a, um, I'm on a, a Reddit site called NRL Doppelgangers. <laughs> Some bloke has said Jamal Idris and Tracy Chapman. <laughs> and then there's another uh, one that says Glenn Stewart is Carl Pilkington. That's, that, that works. I think that does look a bit and like then there's it. another guy who's had quite a few votes that says David Clemmer is Carl Pilkington on meth. <laughs> oh, what about James Graham? He looks like Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Um, and then there's always, and I've always got this fact too. There's always a theory about identical twins. So the jo- Brett, Brett Morris, Josh Morris boys, mm. it also happened with um, Hamish, uh, Hamish Marshall, James Marshall. Like, if you're a selector and coming up through the grades, mm. does it help having an identical twin? Does it mean that the they think you're actually better than you are because it looks like you're doing more work, you're making more tackles, you're making more yards, or you're scoring more runs? Or does it mean... It has to help, doesn't it? 
So sorry, what did I miss the first part of it? What was that? What would you say? So if you're an identical twin like the Josh and Morris and Brett Morris, right? Yeah. So let's say they started at under sixes coming up through I think where they're from, Wollongong or wherever they're from. Mm. Uh, Steve Morris's boys. Mm. But they're coming up like the under eight selectors are watching the games and mm. they're identical, right? So they basically look the same. Mm. So every tackle that's made by Josh, mm. you actually think Brett, in a way you sort of think Brett's made that tackle as well. Mm-hmm. So having an idea of what I'm saying, it actually makes your performance look better. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. like the same for like the Hamish Marshall, James Marshall. If you're a selector, they look exactly the same. Even if Hamish Marshall goes out for a duck, then if James Marshall gets 30, you'll probably still go home at night thinking, oh, James, Hamish Marshall actually didn't go all right too. You just took them both, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So you're right. So, But if you're shit, then he, you, if you have a shit identical brother, he's going to hold you back from being selected in teams. Yeah, it's true. It's true, just tainted by their identical twin factor. Um, this doppelganger Reddit site is But we know the Morris brothers aren't the best Morris twin, professional Morris twin athletes of the world. No, the Mark F and Marcus Morris um, for the Detroit Pistons and the Washington Wizards. Who There's a rumour, they've got that, and they've actually got identical tattoos. And the other day in the playoffs, Mark F. Morris turned an ankle and then miraculously played the next game and they said that there was a big thing going on in the NBA that it was the other Morris stepping in and playing for him. And you couldn't tell because they have identical tattoos as well. Um, it's not bad, like, yeah. I mean, that's another, uh, another yarn I heard about the famous cricketing Marshall um, twins that used to uh, engage in uh, relations with a young lady and then one would go out to the toilet and tag the other one in and he would go back and um, finish the job. Well, that's illegal. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. No. Just an urban legend, maybe. Do you think? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're, you're, you're from Walkworth, aren't you? Nah, I think they're from Hamilton, but... Oh, no, they are Walkworth. You're right. Uh, they are Walkworth, quite. With other right. Vince has got a house up there now, too. Yep. All right, I'm going to give two more doppelgangers to you. Cooper Cronk and Jamie Soward. No. No? What about... Ch- this one's been rated the highest. Daily Cherry Evans and James Tamo. What? <laughs> James Tamo's got a massive mouth on him, doesn't he? Hmm, it's interesting. I'm going to have to look at that I more mean, closely. I can get, if you put Daily uh, Cherry Evans next to Harold the Giraffe, I've never seen them together in the same room. <laughs> he's remember got the that longest life, neck Harold? in the league. I wonder if that life education centre's still alive, still going. Yeah, I know. What were they trying to teach us? To not commit suicide or something? Uh, was it was it was drugs responsibility or something? Well, it's worked for us, you know. I mean, we're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're telling our league heroes not to do it. Exactly, and we're supporting the NZRL in their stance against um, illicit drugs. Um, all right, mate, well, you've got to get to your Hong Kong board meeting, so I won't hold yeah, you up quite. anymore. So we've got the, mate, mate Reha, we've got the Super League starting, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. It's a four-team comp. I'm coaching the Wan Chai Warriors. Um, and four-team Hong- comp? Shit, it's going to be easy to make the top four, isn't it? No, nah, but yeah, it's top two. <laughs> it's top two and then it's knockout. Yep, nice. Then it's, it's top two, and then it's um, you have like a qualifier playoff, so the winner goes straight. Through. <laughs> what about the major but, uh, semi-final the or the minor semi-final? That's always a ripper, isn't it? In your... I used to love that. They used to have minor, major. And back in the old days, the final. They, used to they had a final. The game final before the grand final. They had a preliminary so final, then the final. So it's a. Uh, it was brilliant back then. That was the top five. I know. Um, oh, it was brilliant. And that was the great days where the sun was halfway across the field. Oh, yeah, those days the FSS was in its pomp. Um, so, mate, well, good luck at your board meeting. Uh, keep me keep me abreast of any developments in 
Southeast Asia. And uh, looking forward to a big week of NRL. Gotta love your yep. league. Love your league. See you, mate.